Good morning on this Thursday morning and welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. I'm sorry yesterday's teaching was so short. I had eaten some things that actually irritated my throat, so it was uh, not in the best of conditions to talk with, so I thought I'd give it a rest. But anyway, on this Thursday morning, we are here on Psalm 110, verse 1, and we want to continue our line of thinking on the word confidence and boldness. Uh, openness, uh, plainness, to be able to speak. And uh, in the short little few minutes that we had yesterday, we talked about in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 24, that the Jews came about Jesus. They surrounded him and they asked him, how long do you make us doubt? If you be the Christ, tell us plainly. And of course, that word plainly there was the word that we have been using for boldness, thirty-nine G39, 54. We're going to see that in the life of uh, uh, Stephen in a little bit. But I want us to read the verses that I gave you in Psalm 110, verse 1 onward. Uh, actually, the entire psalm, but we're going to cover part of it. Understanding the priesthood, the high priesthood of Christ. The Levitical tribe, the tribe of, Le- uh, of Levi, were the only ones that were selected for priests, and only out of the family of Aaron were they selected out of the high priest. They were high priests because they were born into the lineage. In other words, the father, then the son, uh, and when the son died, then the grandson, and when he died, then the great-grandson, and so forth. But with uh, the lineage of Jesus, it was very different. He was of the tribe of Judah. Of the tribe of Judah, the only ones that uh, were there were the kings. The kings came from the tribe of Judah, out of the lineage of David. And those were the only ones that became kings. So we have two things that are permanent here. The the tribe of uh, Levi with Aaron, and then the, the tribe of Judah with David. Those two provided the lineage for the kings and for the priests. But here we are told in the book of uh, Psalms, and also we find in the book of Genesis, the first mention of this mysterious individual known as Melchizedek. Now there's a lot of uh, theories and a lot of things surrounding him. Some people saying that it was Seth, uh, the uh, uh, out of uh, Adam's lineage. Uh, some some say that it was a pre-incarnate Christ, that it was a a theophany, in other words, it was Christ in, 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 uh, in a manifestation. Others say that he was just a king of the city of Jerusalem before it was Jerusalem, Salem. And others say many other things, just like when the question was asked, who do men say that I am? Some said, well, you're one of the prophets, that you're Elijah, you're this, you're that. And then Jesus basically asked Peter, who do you say that I am? I mean, we know what others say. Now, who do you say? And Peter winds up saying, you're the son of God. You're the Messiah. Well, they asked Jesus that question in John 10, 24. They asked him, how long are you going to And the word that is used there that is concerning Christ, he, he, they, they ask him, tell us plainly. Tell us, you know, without holding back. And basically, Christ had manifested the miracles and the works of his father, and there were more than enough evidence and proof that he is the Son of God. But they didn't accept that. Well, we're going to see that the same thing winds up happening to Stephen 
when he is confronted by the high priest and by those of his time and age, even though Jesus was already at the right hand of the Father. Psalm 110, verse 1, a psalm of David. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Now, of course, this verse here was used by Jesus in the book of Matthew. When the Pharisees were questioning Jesus and he asked them the question, how is it that David said uh, to my Lord, or he said concerning the Lord, that he has said, sit at my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. And of course, they, they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't understand it. But here in Psalm 110, verse 1, and they were very familiar with this psalm, they knew that the Messiah was going to come, and it's uh, written that he was going to come. In verse 2 it says, The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. In the beauties of holiness, from the womb of the morning, thou hast the dew of thy youth. And then it says in the next verse, verse number four, the Lord has sworn and will not repent. He won't change his mind. Thou art a priest. And the word there that is used for priest in the, in the Hebrew, the, the word that is used to identify thou art a priest, is the word K-O-H-E-N, Kohen. And that word can mean either of the two. It can mean either priest or the high priest, depending in the context which it is used. And it says, the Lord has sworn. Of course, in the book of Hebrews, we wind up seeing that he actually is called the high priest. In the Old Testament, we find uh, where the word priest is used, and sometimes it meant the high priest, and sometimes it just meant the regular priest. But for our study, uh, we're concerned with uh, Jesus, our high priest. So the Lord has sworn, I will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now, the name Melchizedek simply meant uh, uh, king of king of righteousness and, uh, uh, and, and also Melchizedek. Uh, 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 that that is the word king of and and dex so uh, melchizedek king of righteousness but also jerusalem salam uh meant uh, uh uh jerusalem or or king of peace also so the scripture says the lord has sworn i will not repent for thou art a priest forever now you have to understand the priesthood of of Aaron and all the other priests, they all died. They were natural men. They would die, and then someone else would take their place to fill whatever order was necessary, whether it was uh, those that uh, carried the equipment, uh, tore down the, the, the tabernacle and covered it back up and set it up, or whether it was those that were uh, receiving the gifts and the offerings from the people uh, or sacrifices. Each one had their order as to what they were uh, supposed to do. In fact, when you read the story of the birth of Jesus 
and uh, in the book of Luke, uh, where Zechariah is ministering according to his order, he was in charge of the altar of incense for a little period of time before someone else uh, would come in and take his place. So each one had their prescribed, and he was very old already by this time, and each one uh, did what they were supposed to do. But Jesus was not like them. Being a man, but also being the Son of God, being raised from the dead, then he liveth forever. The high priest made intercession for the people. The high priest mediated uh, in favor of the people concerning the, the sin, concerning the nation. And even when it was a time for direction and wisdom to be asked uh, at the mouth of the high priest, uh, he wore a special uh, clothing, an ephod, and a breastplate that had all the 12 stones representing the the 12 tribes of of Israel. All of these things, plus two special stones also that were used, uh, and, 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 and it's not too sure exactly how they worked, but they either gave a yes or a no as to either proceed or not proceed. And then it says in verse number uh, 5 of Psalm 110, The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. So we know this is prophetical also that when Jesus does come back, he is going to have his enemy slain before his very presence. Uh, We have to understand that even though he was a lamb that was sacrificed, he does come back as the king of kings and the lion of the tribe of Judah. So when we look at the story of Stephen, we begin to see some parallels to some of the things that happened to Jesus. There were times when Jesus spoke and they couldn't handle the power that came out of his mouth. Uh, When they were looking for Jesus at the garden and he said, uh, I am he or it is I, they, they all hit the ground. In other words, the power of I am that I am was so great that they were literally slain to the ground. And of course, and they got up, and that's where we have the story of Peter cutting off the ear of one of the one of the servants there of the high priest, and Jesus being brought before the high priest, and all of the things that were done illegally uh, for his trial. Well, anyway, we find Stephen in the book of Acts in chapter six, starting with verse eight, and we could actually read on quite extensively all of chapter 6 and all of chapter 7. But I selected some verses just for the sake of time to help us out. And I know I won't have time today to cover everything, but I can introduce it today. And then on Saturday, we can cover it in more detail and more fully. When the time had come that the apostles and the the work was growing, they they had a lot of work ahead of them. So some of the women uh, widows uh, were not being attended to. So they had a little conference and decided to appoint certain men. Stephen was one of them, full of faith, full of power, uh, and all of these things along with another five uh, other individuals. Well, the Bible says Stephen was not an evangelist. Stephen was not a preacher. Stephen was not a, a, a... uh, what we would call uh, in 
ministry as we would identify it today, uh, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher. He was just a disciple. But notice the life of this disciple. The Bible says Stephen was full of faith. So that's going to be a key to helping us understand. He was also full of power. The word there is dunamis, not authority, but power, miracle, working power. And it says, and did great wonders and miracles among the people. So this was something that was not done uh, in some back alley. This was not done behind closed doors. This was done before the people. It makes you wonder what he was also doing when it came concerning the widows. They weren't minister, being ministered to as far as any. Was the food being multiplied? I mean, what was happening? We're not told. But we are given a description of his character. A man full of faith. Because he was full of faith, there was then the miracle working power of God being manifested through him. Not only was the miracle working power manifested, which is the, the power of the Holy Spirit, but it says he did great wonders. And the word there for wonders is basically omens, prodigies. In other words, he did things that could not be denied and uh, got the people like in awe. And miracles, so notice, full of faith and power, did great wonders, and miracles among the people. Four very distinctive things that we could identify in the ministry and in the life of Jesus Christ himself. Full of faith, under the power of the Holy Spirit, did great wonders, and did great miracles among the people. In verse number 9, it says, Then there arose certain of the synagogue called, which is called the synagogue of the Libertines and the Cyrenes and the Alexandrians and of them of Cilicia and of Asia disputing with Stephen, even as they did with the master. They would dispute. They would say, why did you do this on the Sabbath? And, and he, they would ask him, you know, answer this question. You know, who gave you this authority? So there was this quite constant clash. But Stephen now is going to wind up clashing with them. And remember, in the scripture, we are told that Jesus said there's going to be a day. There's going to be a time when you are going to be, be you are going to be brought before you are going to be brought before synagogues and you're going to be brought before magistrates. It says in Luke 12, 11 and 12, 12. And when they bring you into or unto the synagogues and unto magistrates and to powers, which is authorities, not dunamis, take ye no thought how or what you shall answer or what you shall say. Remember, they're going to be taught by God. There's going to be that boldness to be able to speak out. So we're going to see this on Friday's lesson. Uh, join us 
And as we continue on that, uh, we'll learn a little bit more. But until then, keep looking up. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Consider yourself very fortunate to be blessed that God has allowed us to see the light. But until then, the Lord richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.